Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our study of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, known as the Love Chapter. Love in today's world has many meanings. Paul uses the Greek word agape to define the level of love described as Christian love. Christian love, whether exercised toward the brethren or toward men generally, is not an impulse from feelings. The Apostle Paul defines this type of love by what it is and by what it isn't. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he explains this passage in today's portion of this week's message entitled, How to Be a Great Lover. All right, facet number one of the love diamond. Love is patient. Now, to capture the verb aspect of it, probably the more precise translation would be love acts patiently. This verb refers to the, the temperament which patiently accepts injuries without seeking revenge. Uh, the most literal translation of the word would say, love is long-tempered. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, you would know exactly what I would mean if I said, well, he's short-tempered. Turn that idea around. Love is exactly the opposite. Love chooses to act with patience. Facet number two of the love diamond. Love is kind. Now, again, uh, kind in English is a uh, is a, a, an adjective, but we would translate this love acts kindly or with kindness. Now, this is the only time this verb occurs in the whole New Testament, but when it's used in the adjective form, it means serviceable, good, useful, kind, or gracious. So here, I think the emphasis that fits the context the best is to say that when you practice agape, it means that you put yourself out to be useful to other people, committing kind acts. That is loving someone. Facet number three of the love diamond. Love is not jealous. All right, there's our first not statement, the first of eight negative descriptions of love. Now, what do we mean by jealous? Uh, the word here that's translated jealous uh, originally meant to boil, to bubble over. Inner boiling is a human passion. Uh, it, it's sometimes the right thing to do. It, it's related to the word for zealous, to be zealous for the character of God and for the truth of God. There are things that you must be jealous for, and you should be jealous to defend the character of God when He is blasphemed. But more frequently, this word came to be used with the connotation of selfish passion, and hence it came to be translated jealousy. Now, in the church at Corinth, we know that some of them were coveting certain gifts for themselves, and that's one reason that there was jealousy and strife among them. Uh, as we work through the remainder of chapters 12 through 14, you're going to see several places where Paul tells them to be, to be zealous 
to make sure that only the most edifying things are emphasized in the church. So when we say love is not jealous, we mean that as you practice agape, you will be zealous for whatever is best for the other person rather than seeking what is best for yourself in the relationship. If you keep score in relationships, you will never be a great lover. Love does not keep a record that says, I owe you a favor or you owe me a favor. We are not jealous and selfish in in that way. Facet number four of the love diamond. Another negative, love does not brag. Love does not organize its own parade. That's the way one person said it. I like that. Love is not ostentatious. Love doesn't seek applause. Those who are blessed by God and the ones who are producing fruit, they're the ones who point to the good things that other people do, not to their own accomplishments. Remember when we studied 2 Corinthians, if you're an old-timer at Heritage Bible Church, probably five years ago now, remember how bitter it was for the Apostle Paul to have to, he considered it stooping, to recite some of his own accomplishments. He had to refute the accusations of the false apostles, and so he, he talked about some of the things that he had endured for the sake of God uh, and, and serving him. That was excruciating to Paul, to have to boast, if you will. Now, the way to spiritual exaltation in the sight of God is to fight for the bottom rung of the ladder. I love the way Peter puts it in 1 Peter 5, 7. He says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you at the proper time. Don't try to exalt yourself. Let let your excellence be your defense is one way that it has been said. Facet number five of the love diamond, another negative one, love is not arrogant. Now, this time, Paul uses a word that he's already used several times in 1 Corinthians. It's always been translated arrogant in our translation. If you've been with me through the whole thing, you remember it literally means puffed up, inflated, self-inflated. It's a matter of pride is what arrogance is. It's refusing to put the good of others ahead of your own comfort or ahead of your own convenience or your own profit. Arrogant people... Proud people need to learn to submit themselves to the Holy Spirit's control and to have their pride swept away by a wave of humility. It's very significant that in his greatest passage on husbands and wives that uh, the Apostle Paul wrote, before he wrote about the role of husbands in leadership, leadership in loving, by the way, And before he wrote about the role of wives in submission to the loving leadership of their husbands, before he wrote about slaves and masters and parents and children, he described what all Spirit-filled people do in every situation. Now, in Ephesians 5.18, he gives the command, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he describes things that come from being filled with the Holy Spirit. And the one of those that, that leads right into... Authority and submission between wives and husbands and parents and children and slaves and masters is this, Ephesians 5.21. If you're filled with the Spirit, you will be subject, literally being subject to one another in the fear of Christ. 
In other words, arranging yourself under everybody else in importance. You've heard the adage that we've uh, promoted several times here. You'll usually come out doing about the right thing in almost every situation if you just remind yourself. The answer to the first question, who's the biggest sinner in the room? Well, that's me. Who's the most important person in the room? Well, that's everybody else. Boy, and that is weird because there's two of us in this room right now. So I have to practice that. Thank you, Nick, for being my reminder of the work of the Holy Spirit. All right. Facet number six of the love diamond. Love does not act unbecomingly. Yet another negative one. You can't get more practical than this. Poor manners, rude conduct are antithetical to agape love. This is another verb that occurs only here in the New Testament. And this one, um, it's, it's one of those negated words. So you can go to what the word itself means. And then before they put the negative prefix on it, the root word means well-formed. And so this verb has the negative alpha prefix, which means unformed. And what it's saying is love isn't unformed. Love organizes itself. Love has good manners is another way you might say it. Being rude or being crude to another person is a way to say, I don't love you because love doesn't act that way. Number seven in the uh, love diamond facets, love does not seek its own. A great lover always cares more about building up other people than pleasing self. Now remember, all all of those examples that we saw back in chapters 8, 9, and 10, where the Apostle Paul taught about Christian liberty, and he talked about how the best use of your liberty involves never insisting on using it unless it contributes to building up other people or to opening up an opportunity to present the gospel. Paul uh, said this back in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 24, let no one seek his own good, but that of his neighbor. Why would he say that? Well, because love does not seek its own. He even described his own example at the end of chapter 10, verse 33. He says, just as I also please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many so that they may be saved. All right. We're still moving. Facet number eight in the love diamond. Love is not provoked. Another way to say this, agape doesn't let itself get out of control. Good things never happen when people are provoked to anger. Now, you've heard it said as often as I have, as I have, maybe you've said it yourself, um, I know I have when I've been embarrassed, ashamed, sorrowful, and wanting to repent from something. Somebody may say something nasty or they might let something profane or insulting or demeaning come out of their mouth towards someone else. And then they'll come back and say, oh, I just said that in anger. Now, that's as if saying that you said it in anger means there's a giant eraser and you didn't really say those words. It's as if that makes the hurt go away. It's as if that means your words didn't count because you were out of control. Well, believe me, the hurt remains. The words do count. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.